0: when you get into this industry. And if you become an expert, you know something that's table stakes. You gotta be able to solve problems for people. Right. Now, one of the issues that people have when they get into business is they start making it all about them. Oh my God, are they gonna like me? Are they gonna buy from me? Are they gonna think I'm, I'm, I'm good? Are they gonna think that I, I know what I'm talking about? And all that pressure that they put on themselves comes from putting all the focus on themselves. Mm -hmm. Where they need to put the focus is on the other person.
1: Part of the mission of this podcast is to help you use podcasting to boost your authority and become a go-to expert in your field so i am thrilled to be chatting with today's guest about this very topic specifically about how to use podcasting to be a branded authority in your field nikki Belou is the number one international best-selling author of the book finish line thinking how to think and win like a champion He's an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences. He's an advisor and confidant to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada. He's the co-founder of eCircle Academy, where he runs a year-long mastermind and educational program, working with coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, clinic owners, realtors, mortgage brokers, and other service-based entrepreneurs, positioning them as authorities in their niche. And he is the host of the number one podcast in the world on thought leadership, The Thought Leader Revolution. Welcome, Nikki. I am so happy you're here today.
0: Kelly, thanks for having me on the show. It's an honor to be here. God bless you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. The honor is mine. Your podcast is fabulous, which I'm going to have us talk about later. It, I just love it. And it is so impressive, the guests that you have had on. So you, today we are talking about using podcasting to be a branded authority in your field. But my first question is what is the difference between being an expert and being an authority?
0: You know that's a fantastic question, right? Um I I kind of like use authority and thought leader somewhat interchangeably. So I'm going to I'm going to define The distinction between expert and thought leader one of my earliest teachers is a fellow by the name of matt church and this is how he put it and i love his definition he said an expert is someone who knows something you know they know something they really know it but experts are a dime a dozen but a thought leader an authority is someone who's known for knowing something Thought leaders, authorities are rare and valuable. Another way to draw the distinction between the two was shared with me by the great David Meerman Scott, who's a marketing advisor to the legendary Anthony Robbins. And I had David on my show, and here's how he put it. He said, an expert is like a cover band, while a thought leader plays original music.
1: Wow. Oh, I love that yes all right so you have to be an expert first then obviously to become an authority or thought leader and i love how you talk about being a thought leader and that really is then the goal isn't it
0: yeah it is it's the gold standard in terms of running a business that depends on your knowledge your expertise and monetization of that expertise now, here's what happens inside of the world of coaching. I don't like using the word coaching because, you know, it's it's just overused. Everybody and their brother and their sister is a life coach or a business coach or whatever. And according to the ICF, the International Coaches Federation, the average coach in the North America, which is the place you make the most money as a coach, makes $52,000 a year. And that's really, to me, not even a living wage, right? Right. Um, But if you you think about this, okay, if you're a coach and you're making only $52,000 a year and you've got a heart full of love and you want to make a difference for your fellow man and woman, you're somebody who understands what my father taught me when I was very young, which is life is about people. It's not about business. It's not about money. It's not about numbers. Even business isn't about business. Money or numbers. Business is about people. Mm -hmm. Business is about solving problems, circle one in the Venn diagram, for people, circle two in the Venn diagram, at a profit, circle three in the Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. Business is the bullseye of where all three of those intersect. Mm. You solve acute problems for amazing people at an awesome profit, Mm
1: -hmm. okay?
0: That is your job when you get into this industry. And if you become an expert, you know something that's table stakes. You got to be able to solve problems for people. Right. Now, one of the issues that people have when they get into business is they start making it all about them. Oh my God, are they going to like me? Are they going to buy from me? Are they going to think I'm, 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 I'm good? Are they going to think that I, I know what I'm talking about? And all that pressure that they put on themselves comes from putting all the focus on themselves where they need to put the focus is on the other person. Mm-hmm. Remember, My father used to say that person sitting across from you is someone's mother. She's someone's daughter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's someone's sister. She's someone's wife. That's someone's husband. That's someone's son. That's someone's father. That's someone's brother.
1: Yeah.
0: They have dreams hopes, aspirations. They also have fears, doubts, and disappointments. Mm -hmm. Maybe even someone just like you disappointed them because they promised them everything and delivered them nothing. Right. And your job, my father used to say, is to turn their opinion of humanity around Mm -hmm. by giving of yourself to the extent that they go, oh my God, there is a God and he does love me And God wants me to win in the world. And that's why he brought this angel to me, to help me turn around my life, my business, my despair, and turn that despair into the most incredible sense of delight that I've ever experienced. And you do that, my father said, and God will reward you, your business will flower, it will prosper Mm -hmm. like nobody could possibly imagine for you you take all the attention off you and you put it on them that is the number one thing you must do if you want to take the journey from expert to authority if you want Mm -hmm. to take the journey from expert to thought leader you've got to make it about them you will become known for that if nothing else you will become known as that man that woman that incredible human being that cares so deeply that puts themselves on the line to the extent that they want your victory more than you want it and that that alone will have you be sought after and one of the taglines of my company is be sought after Mm. this how you become sought after
1: that's beautiful i love what you're saying about having them believe in the world again believe that the world is a beautiful place, believe that they can do it. And this is making me think of the hero's journey and how too many coaches put themselves in the position of the hero when really we have to position our clients and potential clients, our audience, in the position of the hero. We are the guide. We Donald
2: are showing
0: them about that in story brand yeah. all the time. Yes. Right. That's that's exactly. he wrote a book about that. He's got his uh, his course, which I took, and he goes deeply into that. And the hero's journey yep. is of course from Joseph Campbell. Right. Uh, he wrote that very uh that, that famous book, you know, Hero of a Thousand Faces, right? And yep. uh it, it, it's really very, very powerful. Yes. Life life is about solving problems for people for profit. PPP, Nikki Ballou's patented seven-figure three-piece solution. If you do that, you will be seen as the go-to person, the authority, the thought leader in Mm. your space. If it's all about you, it's not going to work. Remember this. My good friend and mentor, Mark Von Muser said, people are not buying their way into something, they're buying their way out of something. They're not buying their way into your program, your amazing methodology. They don't care. They're buying their way out of their hell. Yes. They're buying yes. their way out of their hell. Your program just happens to be a bridge from hell to heaven. Yes. That's all, but intrinsically, nobody cares. Stop talking about your program and how awesome it is, how incredible your methodology is, and how many credentials right. are besides shame. Nobody cares. No. All they care about is, can you help me solve them? right?
1: they care about the results, not how you do it to help them get the results. Yes. Yeah. yes. Love that. Okay, so we're talking about being a branded authority, thought leader. So what's the difference between just an authority and a branded authority?
2: Well, look,
0: you know, the definition of thought leadership is to be known and when you're known for something that is the essence of being branded as such but you got to be careful there's a lot of folks out there that teach branding that completely misunderstand what branding truly is Yeah. okay so branding came about thousands of years ago When wealthy landowners would have herds of cattle, herds Mm -hmm. of goats and sheep, and they would take a hot iron with a brand on it and they would brand that animal so that they would know that animal is theirs. And also in the marketplace, you would know that that succulent lamb was from the orchards of Porthos. Mm-hmm. And you could know that Porthos would never sell you rotted lamb. Porthos would only right. sell you the freshest cuts of meats. That's what it was it all about. It indicated quality. It indicated quality. And there was a substance behind the style. Yeah. Now today, you've got all these charlatan marketers, charlatans, who just go, position yourself, brand yourself, come on, you can do it but all they're selling is sizzle. You bite into the dish and your mouth burns because it's just sizzle and it burns your mouth. There's no stake there. Mm. There's no Mm -hmm. stake there. And inside the work we do with people, the first thing we will do with somebody is have them take a deep dive into themselves. We have a three-day workshop that we do called the Branded Thought Leader Immersion Workshop, where you take a deep dive into your favorite subject, you. Mm. And we look at What made you, you? What experiences did you go through in life? What adversity made you, you? And we take all of that in a very structured way, turn that experience into expertise that solves Mm -hmm. problems. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: People think that my expertise is my job title. No, it's not. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: No. So I'll talk about myself, okay, okay, for a moment i um am known as someone who you know speaks and does workshops and podcasts and you know teaches courses so a lot of people go to me so what are you like a coach and i'm like i'm sort of like a coach but i'm not really a coach Mm -hmm. um and they go well, what's your expertise like i you're you're good at like selling you're good at like speaking right you're community and i'm like so your expertise is you're a salesman you're a communicator you're a coach i'm like no I'm a man who, when I was 11 years old, went through the Iranian Islamic revolution, Christian in Iran, seared my soul, took me out of my home country and settled me in Canada. So I'm a man who knows how to go from a a comfortable situation into a completely new situation and be able to make the best of it. Mm -hmm. So I've got adaptability and flexibility. That's an area of expertise. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to university. I went to an Ivy League school. I graduated near the top of my class. So I'm a man who knows how to learn and, and, and think and process and create ideas I'm creative. I went through a, um, an unexpected uh, divorce uh, and um, I'm someone who uh, took that and became determined to help other men not need to get divorced. So I really pushed for that and joined a men's organization and create, created a men's organization that helped save over 70 families from divorce. Mm-hmm. So you you look at all these things about me I mean it's, it's it's not so much about me I mean I'm just a dude right but um, this is my life mm-hmm. these are the things that I got from this so if someone were to say well what's your thing well I know how to win <laughs> I know how to win I can take the <laughs> crappiest circumstances and I can win I'll take adversity so I teach you how to win that's what I do a performance high performance winning regardless of the circumstances no excuses victory that's what what i help get people so that's right. me if you were to come into my program we would take a deep dive into your life in the same way and we would help you pull out what about your life gave mm-hmm. you the hard won ex- expertise that you have because yeah. i guarantee you it's not your job it's your right. life and then right. we take that we turn it into areas of expertise and then we help you build basically a commercial PhD of well-thought-through, and I'll just pull something out and show it to you, Kelly, just real briefly. Well-thought-through IP. So this is my winning victory high-performance folder, right? Mm. These are 56, 56 discrete pieces of IP. Mm. I've written books with this. Yeah. Each of these sheets is a chapter. I've done a talk. Each of these sheets is like a talk. I've built a coaching program. 20 of these turns into a 20 module coaching program, right? Wow. Um, I have an idea for turning this coaching program into a um, a licensable program. So 20, hmm. 20 modules with 20 questions on the back of each with 20 of these visual modules. That's, that's a licensable coaching program that I can take around the world and say, hey, Let's get you to sell this and use this with your clients. Wow. This is what we show people how to do. This is the basis of which somebody can go and take that expertise and turn it from very little money to six figures, to a quarter million, to a half a million, to two and a half million dollars a year in wonderful, beautiful, glorious income while making the difference you were born to make and helping good people, good people get out of their hell, get out of their pain. That's mm-hmm. what it's all out that to me is authority that to me is thought leadership
1: yes yeah i so agree about your expertise your authority and your thought leadership coming from your life experiences and absolutely not your job or necessarily what you learned in school your credentials your degrees all of that my life experience involves divorce as well. It involves my dad committing suicide, survivor's guilt, um going to school, pressure from my dad to become an attorney and deciding, no, that's absolutely not m- for me. Having the courage to say no to him, having the courage to pick myself up after divorce and all of that informs who I am blazing my own trail. That's part of my mission in life throughout my 20 plus years in business as an entrepreneur, no matter what tools I have used, and I've had several iterations of my business, no matter what I've done, my mission raising my kids for myself and for my clients has been to help people blaze their own trail. And the tools I use kind of irrelevant to that. You know, it's, I want to see people succeed on their own terms. And how I help them do that doesn't matter as much as that end result. Am I right? 1000%.
0: Yeah, 1000%. So, you know, first thing is, to be a thought leader is to show your heart and how much you care. Second thing is, You've got to have a super clear message. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you a story. There was a, uh, a woman who came to us. I, I work with my better half. Uh, and she and I run, run the company together, a wonderful woman. And uh, there was a woman who came to us who was a, a doctor of natural medicine. Mm. And um, she was successful. She had a six-figure uh, practice. But she was part of someone else's practice. And her father was dying. Um, he was her hero, uh, successful man, great man, and she was daddy's little girl. And he was dying, and she wanted to honor him by um, turning herself into a success. Mm. A success, as she defined it. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away six months into us working with her. But mm. first thing that we figured out when we were working with her was um, she is somebody who really has a lot of knowledge. Mm. But she was trying to cast a white net, be all things to all people. All things right. to all people. Yeah. Wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So we said, we need you to narrow your focus. Yeah. So she narrowed her focus. She said, well, you know, a, a lot of my clients are women. I go, great. Women still a big white net, right? So
1: Right. <laughs> um, we need all women everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah focus on a particular set of problems that a particular group of women have. And she thought, well, okay. She says, I got it. And I'm like, okay, tell us what you got in mind. She said, well, there's a lot of women out there who are over the age of 45 who are successful. Mm -hmm. Um, They run businesses, they have high level professional positions in organizations, but they don't feel sexy and beautiful anymore maybe some of them aren't taking care of themselves the way they had before and they have given up on being a feminine beautiful woman even though they hate it they hate how they look they hate how they feel and we'll never say that out loud but inside it was just a dread and um we got deep into how those women felt and what the impact was on their self-esteem health blah 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 and she said well The good news is I can help them turn all that around. We're going to help them Mm. get their sexy back. So her, Mm. the name of her program became Get Your Sexy Back.
1: Nice. That's great.
0: Let me tell you, that took off. And along with a couple other things, she doubled her income year one, Mm. doubled it again in year two, and doubled it again in year three. So she went from six figures to seven figures in three years. Um, Wow. The strength of a powerful message like that. Now there's yeah. another thing that she had to do which she hadn't done and that was value herself properly. Yeah. So many people in our space undervalue themselves, undercharge and you know, here's 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 like something if If you are, say, you know, a top level advisor to entrepreneurs and let's say some entrepreneurs had come to you and they said, look, we really need to double our business and we know you help people with podcasting and authority building and we, you know, and you go, great, I can do it all for you. And then they go, okay, great. We're looking forward to it because we really want to double our business. And they said, okay, Kelly, what do you charge for like working with you for a year? And you said, oh, a thousand bucks. They're going to go. What? What did you yeah. say? $1,000? Do you mean an hour? No, no, no. I mean, the right. whole year. No, no, no,
1: no. they're not going to value that they're
0: going to leave. Gonna it. They're going to leave. Yeah. Why? Right. Because of the law of expectancy expectancy, right. you expect to get a certain value from what you pay a certain amount for. Now, right. I'm not talking apples to oranges. Okay, if you can buy the same bottle of wine $10 cheaper somewhere else, you should right. don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about giving somebody something that is gonna get them an ROI. I'm talking about that. People expect to pay. If you undercharge, you're hurting your client. If you undercharge, you're hurting your client because they won't have enough leverage on themselves and you won't have enough leverage on them to get the result. Right. Okay, the result happens when there's leverage that people go, I'm gonna do the work, I paid enough for this, I'm gonna do this. We're not talking about gouging people here Right. real clearly we're talking about charging appropriately. So this this young woman, um, you know, she was not charging right. So I told her you got to you got to quadruple your prices. And she's like, Okay, she was coachable. She did it. She quadrupled her prices. The first thing that happened after she quadrupled her prices is she quadrupled the number of people she was seeing.
1: Wow. And people like especially coaches, really resist doing that they're like oh my gosh if i raise my prices i'm going to lose people yes you will you will lose the wrong there are you two clients reasons
0: you won't raise your prices right one is yeah you think you're going to lose people because people won't pay it so you right. either don't think you're worth it or right. you don't think people are going to pay it's all yeah. fear-based and the attention's on you and not on them Remember why people came to you in the first place, they're not coming to you for a bargain basement price, they're coming to you for a solution to their problem. Okay, a solution to their problem. And if you put all the attention on you, oh, what are they gonna think of me if I charge too much, instead of I need to charge them enough so that they're serious, and they're going to do the work. Yes, and the bonus is that you make more money. It's not like, okay, I'm gonna just charge these people more money just because no, you're gonna charge them more money. So that they get the result. And of course you should get paid appropriately because if you don't get what you should get, you won't give what you should
2: give.
1: Right. Right. It's like maybe dippy example, but you know, you have a cheap pair of shoes. You're going to wear those out in the rain and in the mud. You have a really expensive pair of shoes. You know, you're not going to wear your Louboutin in the rain in the mud you're going to take care of them and the more you pay for a you know coaching program you're going to do the work like you said you're going to really value it and you're going to value the person who's running it and you're going to value yourself more
0: yeah so we had another fellow who was a um uh, an executive coach he had been a senior vice president in a corporate life he made a quarter million half three hundred thousand a year and as a coach, he was doing barely 80,000 a year, and he was really unhappy. He came to us and we helped him narrow his focus because he was coaching anybody. And so mm-hmm. he focused on lawyers who own their own firms, no partners who wanted to scale. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to only work with those in the city of Toronto where he lives. He used mm-hmm. to live, he he's passed on unfortunately, mm-hmm. and where I live. And the next thing we told him is your prices suck. You You mm-hmm. are not charging enough. And he said, well, oh, come on, they're not going to pay. I'm like, that's all wrong. You're saying you're going to help these folks with a half a million dollar law practice get to $2 million and you're charging this little.
2: Mm-hmm. No.
0: So, okay, he listened. He raised his fees to $25,000 a year and he used to charge monthly. I mm-hmm. said, no, you're doing annual contracts and you're charging upfront." So anyways, long story short was, you know, he raised his fees, annual contracts, Changed his focus, narrowed his niche, mm. and he went from seven thousand a month, basically eighty grand a year, to forty thousand a month plus, so half a million a year. And he only wow. worked twenty hours a week, and he took eight weeks a year off. So he was a very happy. Wow. With that wow. result, but that's what becomes possible when you value yourself. But it is also what becomes possible when you understand that you can't do this alone and you need to invest in mentoring and coaching this yeah. fellow got it he came to us he didn't dicker on the price with us he mm. knew we charged appropriately and he paid our price and yeah. he he came into our uh, three-day workshop and then he signed up for a year-long program we tell people look you come to our three-day workshop you're going to get some great results and you're going to be able to go and get an roi on that But if you want to take that and turn it into a half a million to two and a half million dollar a year business, that's a three-year game plan. Plan on being with us for three years. And they go, oh, how much is it going to cost me to work with you for three years? Only $120,000. $120,000. That's all it costs to get you to a half a million to two and a half million a year. And if you're a businessman or businesswoman and someone told you invest $120,000, and make, let's say on the low end, half a million a year for the next 10 years, what should your answer be? Of course. <laughs> yes,
1: sign <Hello>. me up.
0: <laughs> Hello. Hello. Right, like you, you, you are not going to succeed. Now, Robin Sharma, the author of the legendary book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, sold mm-hmm. 20 million copies of his book. He actually lives in my city. And he was a client of mine when I was a top fitness trainer. Mm. And he He taught me something valuable. He said, "Nikki, if you ever want to double your income in a year, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Mm. I said, why? He said, you have to hire the coaches. You have to join the masterminds. You have to attend the conferences. You have to buy the courses. You have to read the books. That's how you become better. Jim Rohn used to say, don't wish life were easier. Wish you were better and become better. How do you become yeah. better? You invest in you. You are the most important, valuable resource in your company.
1: That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Without you, there's no business. There is no business. Yeah. So, you know, um, you've got to have four qualities to truly succeed inside of this realm of authority, authority thought leadership yeah. and uh, a yeah. half a million dollar to um, two and a half million dollar business number one is you must be decisive yeah what do i mean by decisive you must decide this is what you want this is what you will have no dabbling no kicking tires no hobbyist i'll give it a shot no you got to do it so that's number one number two Okay. Decision means kill off the alternative, right? The root of the word decide is side, mm. which also has other words associated with it, like homicide, genocide, suicide. It's all about killing off the alternative. Second, you got to commit. Mm. You've got to say, I'm in business. I'm, I'm willing to be bad before I'm good. Every master was once a disaster. Yes. Right? So that's it. You got to commit. There's no back and down. And thirdly, you've got to be coachable. You're not gonna do this on your own. You need to hire coaches, mentors, you need to join masterminds, you gotta do it. And then fourthly, you gotta be resourceful. It's gonna cost you money, time, and energy to do this. The great Tony Robbins said, it doesn't matter how much money you have, what matters is how bad do you want change and how resourceful can you be to make that change happen? It's true. I'll I'll tell you another story from my own uh, life. When I was going through my divorce, I spiraled for a while. I was sleeping on my mother's couch, a grown man, two sons, You know, um, wife had kicked me out. It was not a good time. Mm-hmm. So someone got me a ticket to go to a conference because I couldn't afford it. And I heard a man do a talk and um, I really resonated with his talk. I approached him, I introduced myself at the end of his talk and told him my story. And at the end of telling him my story i said i think i need to hire you Mm. and he looked at me and he said okay well you should know my minimum fee is five thousand dollars i get paid up front i get paid in full Mm. i offer no guarantees and no refunds and it's for just five hours of my time as your coach wow i'm like uh i don't have that kind of money. i recoiled physically i went back into myself yeah. And he said, I'm going to give you some free coaching. I said, free coaching? I love free coaching. Hand it over. He said, it does not matter how much money you have. And I said, it doesn't? Well, I thought it didn't matter very much because you want $5,000 from me. Right. And he said, look, whether you become my client or not, your $5,000 is really not going to change my life that much. I am successful. I have a lot of money. I have a lot of clients.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't need you. He said, but you need me and you need me very badly. And you know that, which is why you walked over to talk to me. Mm -hmm. Couldn't argue with him there. And um, he also said, the only thing that matters right now is how bad do you want change, Nikki?" Mm. He said, you're a grown man, you're sleeping on your mother's couch, your wife kicked you out of the house, your business is suffering and you're not seeing your children how much longer are you willing to let this situation persist? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, that was a powerful punch to the gut.
1: Yeah. You wanted to get out of that suffering, out of that pain.
0: Yeah. I did not want to hear that, Mm -hmm. but he was right. So I I said, okay. I said, give me a couple days. I made an appointment to see him in two days. Mm Mm-hmm. At the time I was a fitness coach and I uh, approached a couple of people that I've been talking to, a couple of men who had not made a decision one way or another. So I called them with a lot of urgency because I wanted to have some money. And I said, hey, I've got really, really good news. They both said, yeah, what? I said, listen, you're fat and you need to lose weight or you're going down the crap or health wise. Yes or yes? And they're like, uh, yeah, not thrilled to be reminded of the obvious truth, but yeah. And I said, and I'm broke, and I need money. I'm broke, I need money, I'm going through divorce, I need money. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my program, and we're going to get you healthy and fit for half price. But there is a catch. You must say yes now, you must pay now, in full. What do you say? Okay. They did, they paid me in full. Um, awesome. Yep.
1: Look at that. I had a thousand
0: dollars for each from two, two fellows. I went uh, to meet with this man at the appointed time at the appointed hour, pleased this punch. Mm. Here you go. Oh, he said, that's great, but that's only two. And I said, five, my spirit sank. I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> But then I said, okay. I said to him, Bill, his name was Bill. I said, Bill, um, how many people have you told this story you told me to? He said, oh, over the years, 30, maybe 40. I'm like, okay, 30, maybe 40. Very good. Besides me, who else came back with any money? He said, oh, well, that's easy. You're the first. Oh. I'm first wow the first i am the first the very first i am the very first like, You are wow and
1: yet and you said, just okay. basically did the same story oh, okay you didn't do the same story you did a similar story with two people only you said i'm broke and need the money as opposed to yeah. bill who said i don't need you i have money i don't need you so you yeah. but you did a similar I thing And you you had success with your first two.
0: Yeah, I did. So I told Bill, I said, look, take my money. I'm going to sign a contract that I'll pay you the balance within 30, 60 days, whatever the case may be. And we did. We signed a contract. And uh, within six months, I made six figures. And the rest is history. Wow. Um, I paid him off early. Mm -hmm. uh, And he was very happy with that. But- I tell you the story, not just, you know, impress you, but to impress upon you that you got to be resourceful. Yeah, if you are stuck, if you are not where you want to be, you need to have these four qualities, Mm -hmm. decisiveness, commitment, coachability, resourcefulness, that's what will take you from tragic to magic in a heartbeat.
1: Yep, and you were all of those things in that story. Thank you for sharing that. That is beautiful. Awesome. So how can podcasting then help you stand out as a branded authority? Because you have to have done some of that foundational work then to establish yourself as a thought leader. Is that right? And then podcasting, having your own podcast can then help strengthen that. Is that correct?
0: Yes. If you if you just get into the game of podcasting just just because it's not going to do much for you, there are Mm -hmm. uh, over two and a half million podcasts out there in the world, and almost none of them make any money for their hosts, right? right? Right. And And only something like
1: three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand are active, and still ninety percent don't make money
0: make that 99% don't make money, uh, uh, right? Because that's the honest truth. What has a podcast make money? Well, there are the very, very few that are in the top, top tier of of podcasts, like the Joe Rogan show and folks like that, who they have so many listeners that they charge advertisers and sponsors, and that's how they make money. So that's great. That's a possibility. I mean, if you I have an aspiration to create a podcast that becomes like that. That's good, but just wanting it so won't make it so. And you're going to have to catch a lot of breaks and you're going to have to have a desire and a a push and and, and an absolute unstoppable sense of I'm going to create this. And even still, your chances are one in a thousand to do that. So that is not the way most people are going to make money from their podcast. If you want to make money from your podcast, there are really outside of what I just said, there are only really two good ways to make really great money from your podcast. Way number one is you um, you have a, a, a niche podcast that's aimed at a very particular audience and um, you bring a lot of value in that show and you also ask questions uh, of your guests in such a way that has your audience be provoked into thinking uh, about their own situation and then you offer your audience once in a while the opportunity to partake in your services and not by saying would you like to buy my services but by saying something along the lines of hey if you're listening if you've been a long time listening to this show you know on this show we talk about x and some of the issues with x maybe blah, 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 and you go through them and you go, if you're experiencing one of these issues and it's been an issue you've been unable to solve, and it's getting in the way of you getting Y results and the impact on you is A, B, C, and D, then invite them to book an appointment to speak to you or a member of your sales team. And uh, you have a very well-structured sales conversation with them in which you find out what their pain points are, and you determine whether you are the best person to get those pain points going uh, and fix them. And if that is indeed the case, um, you, um, you got yourself some clients. And right. for me, that's worked really, really well because I've had quite a few people listen to my show. Uh, mm-hmm. And as a result of listening to my show um, and me offering from time to time to have conversations with people, they um, then go, okay, great. Let's have a conversation. And that becomes a way to get some great business. And I've generated over seven figures of business that way. Now the other way to generate- Well, because
1: your listeners get to know, like, and trust you, and it really shortens the sales cycle because when they come to have that, that conversation with you or a member of your sales team, they tend to have fewer questions for you because they feel like they know you. So you really get to have, you get to ask them more questions because they come to you predisposed to saying yes. They want to say yes. And so it really shortens that, again, I like I said, the sales cycle because you get to direct more. I mean, you should be directing the sales conversation anyway, but now you really get to, because it's all about asking them the questions.
0: Right, now that is a very powerful thing. Now, another way as a podcast host to generate sales uh, really is about using your podcast specifically as a way uh, to offer up people an opportunity to interact with you, people that you give a platform to, to tell their story, but then also people that uh, in, in the same vein are good prospects for what you have to offer to the world. Now, you need to be careful on how you do that because if you get a reputation for luring people onto your show just to pitch them, right. it's not gonna work too good for you because no. there's folks who do that and it's not good. But no. if you do it in a in an elegant way, uh, and you know, I, I teach folks how to do that. And uh, that's kind of a little bit of our secret sauce. But mm-hmm. uh, if you do it in an elegant way, then someone who's again, gotten to know, like, and trust you is mm-hmm. gonna be predisposed to be interested to have a further up conversation with you. And again, if you have the skills of doing a very well uh, executed sales conversation with somebody where you get to know them, you understand their pain points, you see if you're someone who can actually help and then you offer to help. Mm-hmm. That is a way that you can generate quite a bit of business. Now, mm-hmm. the third way to make money from podcasting is through being a podcast guest. Yes. I've generated over $300,000 in revenue in less than seven months from being a podcast guest. Mm-hmm. Most guests make no money from going on shows. They don't know how to do it. There is a way to do it. Um, that is definitely my secret sauce and I don't give that away, but it is a fabulous methodology. I went through a lot of pain to help people understand how to do that. Um, and by, by doing it myself first, I screwed up a lot. I fell flat on my face. I did a lot of things wrong, ticked a lot of people off, messed up a bunch of opportunities, but I finally figured it out. And, um, It is something that for me has been very effective and very valuable. And if you're listening to this show and you're going, oh, my God, I I don't have time to do a podcast. I don't know how to do a podcast. I don't want to do all the technical stuff. Well, you got no excuse about being a guest, right? There is no technical expertise you need. You don't need a production team. You just need to get on a show and you need to follow a recipe. And if you're able to do that, you will you will make money
1: and yep, you will absolutely. Build a
0: brand for yourself. A thought leader brand through podcast guesting, make money, build a brand. It's a beautiful thing to do.
1: It is, yeah. Highly recommend it to everyone and particularly to podcast hosts because it's also an excellent way to build your podcast. So not only your business and you as a thought leader, but your show as well. You get more listeners that way and more business. So it's doing double duty. It's excellent. It is. I agree. Thank you so much. All right. So tell us a little about your podcast, the Thought Leader Revolution.
0: So Thought Leader Revolution is a really neat podcast. When it came out, there was really nothing like it out there. And the concept was, we thought, you know, Napoleon Hill back in the day, you know, the story of how he wrote Think and Grow Rich, right? Andrew Carnegie gave him letters of introduction to the 500 most successful men and women in the US and he interviewed them when he put the book together. Yeah. And I thought, why don't we become like the modern Napoleon Hills, right? Why don't we go and find the smartest people we can interview, bring them on the show, and maybe we'll write a book about all this, but why don't we just let everyone listen into our conversations with them? Why don't we ask really good questions that are going to be really valuable? I mean, if you could meet Jack Canfield, who wrote the biggest selling <sighs> nonfiction book series of all times, what would you want to ask? Well, yeah. I've done that for you. So come on down and have a listen to it. If you could meet John Maxwell, and you could ask, you know, the number one leadership uh, expert in the world, number one leadership author mm-hmm. in the world who sold like 70 million books, what mm-hmm. would you want to ask him? Well, I've done that for you. So congratulations, yeah. if you could meet, uh, you know, Barbara Corcoran, who is a star of the Shark Tank, and you, mm-hmm. you would want to ask her, how do I do exits? How do I do a great exit? Well, I've asked that question for you. So come on and have a listen. So all of these super, super, super smart people, right, that have the best ideas for success and victory, these are the folks that we've interviewed on the show. And many of them are, you know, world famous and super well known. And some of them aren't world famous, but mm-hmm. they are damn the top of their field. That is our yeah. thing. We bring you on the show if you're on the top of the field. Now we're looking at launching something called emerging thought leaders where we're going to be bringing some emerging thought leaders on the show. And I think that's going to be really cool because you're going to get to see some of the future stars of tomorrow today type of thing. Yeah, But um, the thought leader revolution is really great if you want to learn from the smartest people in the, in the world. And I think, you know, your life, uh, should be built on a maxim that you are who you hang around and you should hang around at least through the power of podcasting some of the best smartest people in the world.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, like you said earlier, we really need to feed ourselves with through what we read what we listen to what we watch and develop ourselves, you know, become better people that serves us and it serves the people that we're trying to help. So yeah, highly recommend your podcast. All right. And let's talk about your three books for a little bit. The Thought Leader's Journey, which is on your website. It's fabulous. And then you've also got Finish Line Thinking and The Power of Connecting. Tell us a little about those and where listeners can find them.
0: Sure. I've actually published eight books so far (gasps) right now. So um, oh, my goodness, those are those are so I've done two editions of finish line thinking. Okay. Those other two you mentioned, uh, wrote another business book called uh, how to create a million dollar a year income with mm-hmm. one of my clients Perry Wong, who has been doing that for the better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a children's book. And I, I wrote a fitness book. And I wrote a uh, I wrote a cultural political book as well. So I'm, I'm kind of oh, wow. into writing. Uh, but so. I'll tell you about these books. So Finish line thinking came from the fortunate work that I got to do with a bunch of Olympic gold medalists. So Mm -hmm. when I was in my 30s, I was introduced to two Olympic gold medalists from Canada, uh, track and field gold medalists, Donovan Bailey and Mark McCoy. Mm -hmm. And I was fascinated with how these fellas think. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, they don't think like everybody else. They think about winning. It's all they focus on. And I just thought to myself, who else thinks like this? So I started to find some people in business that thought like this, started to find some people in other fields that thought like this, and I studied how they thought. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote this book based on the principles I garnered from these folks and how they thought and how they won Mm -hmm. out there in the world. Mm -hmm. So finish line thinking is really, uh, there's 13 principles of how to think and win like a champion. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, really good book for you if you want to elevate how you think. Second book, The, you know, the Power of Connecting, I wrote that with a fellow who used to run BNI Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, BNI is the world's largest networking organization. And it's all about how to um, connect within your own network and, and, and create more business. That's what it's all about. So it, it really goes deeply, does, uh, touches on a lot of studies. About how to really connect deeply within your network, and generate an extra hundred thousand, half a million, quarter million, mm-hmm. you know, million dollars plus in, in income. Uh, and the thought leaders' journey is like written like a fable, you know, yeah. like kind of like Og Mandino's books. Did you ever read Og Mandino? Uh,
1: I have not. Work? No, I need to. Yeah, I hear nothing but fabulous so things. Will, yeah
0: he wrote the greatest salesman in the world in the late Mm. 60s. And then he wrote the greatest salesman in the world part two mission success and and a whole bunch of other books. I mean, there was a time while he was alive that he was the world's most popular um, personal development writer. And he was a devout Christian as well. He died in 96 at the young age of 72. It was unfortunate, but wow, um, this book's written in that style. And it is the story of a young man. His name is Paolo. Who works in a big corporate organization and he hates it and he wants to start his own thing but he doesn't have the courage of his convictions and this is a story of how he finds the courage of his convictions and it's also a story that gives him the steps he needs to take so it's it's a good book if someone is new to business or they're even not yet in business but are considering to, to get into business this is a great book to inspire you to do that and also give you the courage to take those actions yep. and how to create a million dollar a year income that is all about really what kind of mindset it takes to go from making six figures a year consistently to making seven figures a year consistently and what are the steps you need to take what are the strategy and tactics that are in there and the fellow i co-wrote it with perry wong Um, he's been making seven figures a year for the past six, now I think seven years in a row. So he was the right guy to partner with to put this book together. And it's a really good blueprint
1: for how to do that. Absolutely. That's wonderful. And with the thought leader's journey, I actually think it's, it's really great for people who are still like new to the coaching industry, let's say, and are struggling with what is their area of expertise? What is how is expertise different from thought leadership? So I think it would be great for them, you know, even though they've already started their business, and maybe they're stuck without a tight niche, because niching, as we mentioned earlier, you know, so tough for People to to hone in on, or you know, they really resist picking a niche. Come on, pick a niche, a uh, really tight one. So I think that book yeah. is really great for for even you. people young to business. So all right, and uh, so I mentioned earlier, uh, sort of a smattering of clients you work with, but really, like what uh, commonalities do your clients share, and how can listeners get in touch with you?
0: All my clients are good people like that's a big deal for us. They really want to make a difference for their fellow man and woman. That's like, uh, we have a no a-hole rule, <laughs> so that's, that's important. Uh, and secondly, um, Secondly, these are people who really have an expertise and they want to go and, and monetize it. And if someone wants to talk to us about how this can apply to them, um, the best thing to do is just go to our website and uh, ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That that is an opportunity to have a conversation about where your business is at, where you want to take it. And if you're serious about doing something about it, we can show you what you need to do. It's a a complimentary call. We don't charge for it. Uh, But um, we ask that if you're going to take advantage of the call, that you be like in a space of seriousness, not tire kicking. If you're tire kicking, then I recommend you just, you know, listen to the podcast, buy the books, hear me on other shows. That's the right way to do that. But if you want to do something about it, then jump on a phone call.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And y'all can follow the link in the episode notes to, to reach out, make that appointment. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here today, Nikki. This yeah. is a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate everything that you shared.
0: Kelly, you're a great host, and I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me on the show. You asked fantastic questions. This really flowed. It went by Like that. It was a breeze. It was fun. Yes.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.